What's going on, people? Welcome back for your latest episode of Boots Off TV. I'm your host, as always, Del, and I'm joined again by my co-founder, Mr. Liverpool himself, Edward Robinson. How you doing, bro? You good? I'm all good, Del. Still, uh, still riding that uh, that Champions Wave. <laughs> and yeah, no, it's it's, it's, uh, it's it's great to be back on here talking about the Premier League of yourself. So happy days. Always a pleasure, man. Always a pleasure. Um, Ed, I've obviously gone for something a bit different today. I see you've got your Liverpool shirts in the background, as always. Um, I've gone for something a bit yeah. different today, obviously, with my PSG yeah, tour. Non-biased today. Non- I'm going to try and be non-biased. Yeah. Um, Taking it international as well, I like exactly, it. Exactly, man. <laughs> Football's a world sport, not just in the UK. So, obviously, I thought I'd give it a different mm. flavour today. But, Ed, lots going on in the footballing world this week, man. The top of the table, bottom of the table, lots to speak about. Um First of all, I just want to touch up on that United game against Bournemouth. Obviously, we spoke about that the other day, in which it was an even before the game. We didn't really know whether that Pogba and Fernandez would be playing. They were both doubts for the game. They both ended up starting. Mm. Um, and I just wanted to pick your mind on obviously United going one 0 down. What what was your head at? I know you obviously didn't watch the game, um, but yeah. I know you saw the score at the time. Where was your head at in terms yeah, yeah. of United going one 0 down? Well, as you said, I didn't get to watch that game, unfortunately. Mm. I was out, but uh, I looked at it and it said Bournemouth 1-0 and I was thinking, all oh, right, quality, Bournemouth <laughs> pulling it off. They're going to get the big win they need, maybe. Uh, and then I looked again and it was uh, 3-1 United. And uh, yeah, this is it's, it's what you expected. When uh, when I saw Fernandes and Pogba were playing, because there was obviously a bit of doubt mm. between them, something saying about potential training ground collision. But there, when I saw they were both playing, I could only see a United win coming out of that. And uh, looking back at the highlights, United, as they have done mm. uh, since the restart, they've looked fantastic. And uh, yeah, I bet, bet you were pleased, that's for sure. Mate, I'll be honest, um, I spoke about it with my friend Asim yesterday. Um, we were speaking mm. about when... United of the past, say, even close to the past decade now we're talking. Like, it's it's, yeah. it's not been a one or two year thing now. It's been a long process. And we haven't gone down in games and I haven't felt nervous. And when we went 1-0 down against Bournemouth, I wasn't nervous because we wasn't mm. playing badly. Um, and it was one of those where you look at the team we had out on the pitch, like you said, Pogba and Fernandes were playing. And even after the kickoff it was like they were still playing with that confidence and that's what I like to see I'm not obviously comparing them to that era because obviously there's three young guys along that front three but when Ronaldo that 08 sort of era United in which yeah, yeah. any of the front three yeah, any unstoppable unstoppable the thing is you'd think Ronaldo would be playing on the right wing and then Rooney would be there and you'd have say a Van Nistelrooy or say even when Van Persie like that's what I mean. When you have those yeah, United yeah. teams... Like, Great area, United mm. teams, yeah. And I think, yeah, like you touched upon it, over the last decade, it's not been like... Since yeah. Alex Ferguson left, let's be honest, yeah. it's, it's all gone the pot. You've yeah. had a few different managers and it's just not clicked. And you, you hit the nail on the head there a little bit, there. You said that you, you were never confident watching United and that's because they weren't always the best team on the mm. pitch, even if they were playing uh, one of the top boys, one of the mid-table or even teams in the relegation battle. Yeah. They could make teams look better than they were. Yeah, and completely. This is what being the different now is that United are playing like they're the much better team than whoever their opposition are. Even when they played Spurs, they looked like a much more dominant mm. uh, side. And that's where United fans and that's where, you, where United that we've grown up has been. As you said, the, mm. all, the te- all the different types of teams throughout the Sir Alex Ferguson era were so dominant that you were scared to go to Old Trafford. You haven't been scared to go to Old Trafford. It was a fortress before, man. It was literally a it fortress. Was. No one wanted... The thing is... Even say a Liverpool fan, obviously, our derby has been... Is, it, it was mm. always the biggest one in the North, wasn't it? Like, let's be honest, obviously. Oh, uh, you could argue it's the biggest in, in the country. Yeah. And when we used to play each other at Old Trafford, 
the atmosphere mm. was it could only be described as electric like let's be honest it could only be described as electric but when we played each mm. other last few seasons that magic isn't there anymore and that magic is more Liverpool than... are a much more yeah. dominant team and uh, and that's not how it should be for a United it's great for a Liverpool fan but for a United fan yeah you, 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 we've, we've grown up of them being not only the best in the country but the best in, 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 in Europe mm. one, of the, one of the top teams and, for, and it, since Ferguson it has been missing but now it's looking good with players like Bruno Fernandes and it, it, he's been uh, instrumental as I mentioned before he's been that missing piece of yeah. the puzzle I've sort of compared it to like when we signed Van Dijk I know they're mm. different roles and different responsibilities but when Van Dijk came in, he was what was missing for our team, and yeah. then we were able to push on and become a, a, a championship challenging squad. And and uh, now you've got Fernandez, and I'm not putting it all down to him because all the rest of the players yeah. have been instrumental since the return as well. But he he's been, he's been what they've been missing. He's pulling the strings. He, he he's he's help them uh, going from a club who's probably going to look from being a top four pusher at the, from the start of the season to next season they're going to be looking for the title and it, as I said it's not all down to him it's down to the rest of the players as well yeah. they've been fantastic especially that front three mm. that mate front three only can be described as electric obviously yeah. and I credit I, I said that they didn't score enough goals but I, I, like, <laughs> like Pogba made me do I'll take that back because they have been scoring a lot of goals now these, yeah. these, these front three I forgot three. what you were saying about know. Pogba mate actually we haven't brought yeah. it up um, obviously, Ed, I'm obviously happy that you've been proven wrong man but like yeah, eight, yeah I'll, I'll be the first to admit yeah and from a non-biased like obviously you're not a United fan man um, from an outsider's point of view like how do you kind of see that United team progressing does it almost because I Obviously, a lot of people are saying, obviously, they'll be challenging for top four a lot stronger next season. Do you see them kind of mm. pushing on even further? Than, do you, sorry, do you feel like they should be trying to push on further than that? Or do you feel like, hold your horses, I kind think of they build? should be. I think they should be looking. I think they're only a few signings away from challenging uh, City and Liverpool. Because the last few seasons, it's been a top two. I know everyone's saying the top six, but it's really a top yeah. two if we're talking about the real big boys. And Chelsea are another one. Chelsea look like they could push on and become a bigger threat next season and maybe leave some of the other clubs behind. Because both those those teams, they, they're, they're starting to gel uh, with, with the squads they've got. And you can tell that they maybe just have a few mm. missing links that could come into that team. For example, if, if you've got maybe another uh, top-class centre-back and Jadon Sancho, then... <sighs> That could be scary good. Then that that then I don't think the United team right now would challenge, but a United team with a few additions that would work could push on to Liverpool and City, and especially that City, City when they're on they're fantastic. Yeah. But what they have shown is they can be beaten. Mm. And uh, Liverpool, Liverpool have been had an, ep an epic season, but the back end of it's not been as good as the start mm. of it. So if we go into next season maybe looking a bit more. Uh, vulnerable like we have done you can see us getting maybe a few more draws and maybe even slipping up and losing a yeah. few games and yeah the door could really be open for Manchester United I, I agree man I think a big thing in which you see in those City and Liverpool teams is something that you haven't seen in the United team until recently and that's team solidarity mm. and I feel like it's one of the biggest biggest things out there if you are not playing together as a team if you're not all on the same page things just don't work you could have 11 top top players if they don't play as a team and then not being a say a unit things mm. that you can only go so far on skill you need that sort of and like you said when Van Dijk come in and you can even say when Salah come in because Salah came in he yeah. wasn't supposed to be Liverpool starter let's be honest he was like everyone thought great signing couple of years he'll be really good for us mate he hit the ground running he done so well oh, yeah. and when a player comes in like that it doesn't only do well for them and this club, it pushes everyone else up around them. Like, look mm. at Pogba, look at, say, Rashford stepped up, look at Martial since the restart. I haven't seen that Martial in a number of years. 
the last time mm. I saw Martial play in this well was on his debut against you guys. I, I haven't seen him play. He hasn't yeah. got that sort of run of games or that consistency since. But on that yeah, subject, he's got like killer instinct. Like you said, obviously, it's not just us out there. You've got a lot of the other guys and say the big top six that are sort of knocking around. You've obviously got Arsenal mm. and Spurs kind of dropped off a bit. Wolves and Sheffield United are sniffing around. And then above that, obviously, you've got Chelsea, United, Leicester. And like I said, big sol solidarity in those teams, isn't it? Like you've got such togetherness. Yeah. But then you look at someone like Spurs, and obviously I watched that Spurs-Everton game yesterday. Um, and that Son and Lloris, what I can only describe as handbags at half-time. It was interesting, especially when you won nil up. Exactly. Uh... That was the thing for me, but... Mourinho described it as beautiful because he's like it was showing heart and it's something I've wanted from the players. Yeah. How do you sort of feel about that? Well, it, it doesn't surprise me Mourinho's comment. Like he's 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 not one for a bit of controversy. A lot of people will be saying it might have been embarrassing, but I can see kind of what he's saying in a sense that that it has shown that will to win. Like it shows that they care. Yeah. Uh, is a lot of what he was saying, and and maybe that's what Spurs have been lacking recently. Mm. They've not maybe had that. Um, team solidarity as you were saying and maybe that, that urge to win and urge to push on because they've been pretty poor since the restart and overall their season has been pretty poor especially when you we consider that they were Champions League finalists last year and for a Champions League finalist now to be looking like they could finish 7th or 8th in the title even isn't, lower, man. isn't really like, on let's yeah, be honest it. even lower um no, it could be they could they could they could fall out of the top 10 and, and from going to that high up to to this is is isn't acceptable and and I think they did need that bit of that kick and uh, Mourinho he, he said he has been getting on their case and saying where is the passion and, and, and where's the urge to, to 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 be victorious and yeah. if that's what it was if, if there was the captain maybe just getting into mm. one of his players and then he and then because at the end they hugged it out didn't yeah. they yeah they um, so in that sense I can see what he meant mm. he uh, like Spurs need a change and they need it now and maybe that's maybe that's this is where it starts. I'll be honest, man. What did you think? That's what I was at. I'll, mm. I'll be honest. I was kind of 50-50 on it. I was kind of split. So from a fan's perspective, right? From a fan's perspective, I think it looks really bad. And I think those sorts of things have to... Um, as much as you might be annoyed with your teammate or whatever, it's not Sunday League. You've got cameras everywhere. The world's watching. Leave it for the dressing room. But then yeah. in the other sense, I kind of look at it from a player's perspective. And I do agree that... Lloris maybe shouldn't have gone and initiated it, but when you are a team captain, you kind of have that, right? Mm. And you kind of hold that responsibility. When you don't see things you like, you have to be vocal. But again, it comes back down to it. Should it have been in the dressing room? Should it not? Like I do, I do kind of get where Mourinho is coming from in that it was beautiful, but in the same sense, I don't agree with the way in which it kind of went about. Um, I respected yeah. Lloris for addressing it after. he had, They hugged it out at the end um, and he spoke about it very clearly. In the so he said, look, he was just like, I wasn't happy that, that our players weren't pressing. And he was vocal mm. about that. So it, Fair play. It, like you said, he is the captain. You get that responsibility. Yeah. Imagine what Roy Keane was like for you guys back in the day. I know he probably... <laughs> Imagine turning around people. trying to scrap Keane at half-time, mate. Yeah, you wouldn't say anything to Roy Keane, <laughs> no, would you? You'd be like, <laughs> put your head down. And, uh, <laughs> but, like, like, for example, him and some of the other like um, uh, captains you could probably your think of, like the and, yeah. and Gerrards and all that back in the day. And uh, like they, they probably, like you said, maybe maybe save it for the dressing room mm. rather than on the cameras. But you get in that change room, you get a kick up the arse and then... You, and and, and that, that, that's what that's what the the armband's for. It's about someone who's gonna who's gonna back up his points on the pitch. Mourinho probably did stick into them a lot uh, at half time, which is obviously his role. But 
down one from him is the captain. They, they, yeah, that they, that's what be that's what being a captain is. Yeah. You're meant to lead, and sometimes if you're not happy with how things are going, it's not going to be a pat on the back and say <laughs> maybe do this. It's going to be a bit more shouting. It's not and all rainbows and unicorns, mate. And that's the probably the that's best it. way it's to It's a competitive it. game, mate. These yeah, guys are paid a lot. Going well. Yeah, yeah, they are, and they're. They get paid a lot more if they start winning as well. So then, and 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 Luis, he's a born winner. Luis, he's well, maybe maybe not a Spurs. He's not yeah. a born winner, but uh, you know, I mean, he, he captained France to the World Cup like, final and, and won the World Cup. So I'll be honest he, he about Luis. I think he gets a lot, a lot more stick than he actually deserves. Like the guy's got a few mistakes in his game, and he's shown that. But mm. are we sat here saying that if they didn't have Luis in that goal? Uh, would Spurs have gone as far as they have because let's be honest he has saved them on a number mm. a number of occasions oh definitely I mean, I'm pretty sure he saved the penalty against Aguero in the Champions League as well so there you go he, 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 he pops up on big moments and uh, yeah he, when he's on as you, as you said he has got a mistake in him we saw that in the World yeah. Cup final where for some reason he tried to to be a striker and take on Mandzukic in his own box, but uh, when he's on, he makes some saves, mm. and, and and he is a and he is leader. And uh, I, I I think he's over the last decade, he's been one of Spurs' best players, mm. and he'll probably go down in Spurs for potentially being one of the best goalies they've ever yeah. had. I completely agree, man. Obviously, mm. they had there was sort of that era before Lloris where it was very shaky. Um, they signed a few keepers. You had um, Gomez, could have changed Friedel, for example. Yeah, I think Friedel was quite good when he came. Mm. In. But yeah, like you said, before before him, there was there was a few of them that were <laughs> were bang average. Yeah. Like even going back, Casey Keller was bang average, yeah. and, and Paul it, Robinson always had a mistake in him. Mm. But you see, there's there's been a lot of obviously great players that come through Spurs. Um, so it would be good to see them climb up the table. But talking mm. about the other end of the table now. And mate, this is this is this is where the popcorn and bits come out, mate. This is like yes, yes it is. What are you thinking mm. about that relegation battle, mate? Because it seems like it's going to turn... It's almost like... like Roche, I know you're probably listening, mate, and I am sorry, <laughs> but I feel like Norwich's day is done, okay? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll put it out there to Roche as well, mate. You're up. It's championship football for you guys next year, unfortunately, mm. but... Uh, I'd love to I'd love to <laughs> see him put on a great escape. Well. I'd love it. Like I'd absolutely love if they pulled off a great escape. Just, I think it's too little mm. too late now. I think, I think it would have been potentially a few games ago, but it's too little too late. I think they are playing a lot of the uh, the, the uh, fellow relegation yeah. teams coming up. Because what I've done is I've, I've sort of put in my head, they're gone. I've put in my head bright in a save. Yeah. And I've sort of I've sort of focused on the other four, the Villas, the Watford, the Bournemouth, and the West Ham. And I've looked at their mm. fixtures, and I've sort of been thinking what I think's going to happen. And I know you can't really do that because you you get those games where, like for yeah. example, I know Southampton are mid table, but when they beat City, you never know who's going to beat anyone. Yeah. But it's that time of the season, the mate, isn't it? It literally is that time of the season. Especially, I think you've touched upon before when these teams have everything to fight for. That sometimes they can really push, but then some of the teams I don't see that in. I see West Ham going on and pulling off some upsets. I even see maybe uh, Watford going on and pulling mm. off upsets, but I just don't see that in Bournemouth. And I've been looking at Bournemouth's next five games. They got Spurs, they got Leicester, and they've got Man City in their next three games. Do you see Bournemouth getting anything from Spurs, Leicester, and Man City? This is because I don't. Nah. This is it. And the thing is, when they, even when they played United, like they got that goal, and it was because they were going at us. When they scored, mm. it was almost like they tried to sit back and invite the pressure. And you're like, yeah. you are a relegation. You you're in a relegation that. battle. Yeah. Like, don't sit back and invite pressure. Especially when you have seen the level at which United has been playing at. Especially players like mm. Bruno, Pogba, Greenwood, etc. Like, we can name 
10, 11 of those guys have played well. Even yeah. De Gea's... You need to keep coming at them. Yeah, and they would keep coming. So why would you then sit back? It was almost like Eddie Howe was like, right, I'm going to try... We've scored this goal early. Let's kind of try and park the bus. And mm. it, it, to me, I feel... Like it wasn't the right game plan. Like, no. it, it's, as soon as I saw that they eased off, mate, I had no doubt in my mind we were going to win that game. No doubt yeah. in my mind. Do you give them any chance? Do you give Bournemouth any, any hope of uh, being a Premier League team next year? Let me put it this way. Because I, I, I feel like games, it's... it's Southampton and Everton, which I still can't see them getting anything out of that. I can see them getting no points out of the next five. Sorry, but you were saying that? Uh, it's difficult because you don't know what Bournemouth's going to turn up. And I do really feel sorry for him and Eddie Howe because he's done such a great job there. But I feel like... I don't like to say this, but I feel like Eddie's time is essentially done there. Whether they stay up or not. Mm. Even if they pull off an escape, I feel like now's the time to kind of walk away and say, look... I've taken you guys as far as I can because let's be honest a year two years ago a lot of people were crying for Eddie Howe to be the England manager yeah like, yeah, and I think at one point he was even linked to go to Arsenal exactly like, they were saying he should be getting a bigger opportunity Are, so you think if Eddie Howe left at the end of the season when Bournemouth get relegated there'll be another like as soon as maybe a Premier League manager's axe into next season mm. he can jump into that job yeah. Mate, and the guy can do the job in the Premier League like he hasn't had a huge budget at Bournemouth like let's be honest he hasn't had, yeah. he hasn't had everything at his disposal obviously players like Ryan Frazier um, saying that he's not happy to play we've said our opinions on that a number of times but when you kind yeah. of have that it, it's almost sad because it's like you can kind of see it, can't you, from the outside? It's looking in. It's like it's almost the end of a love story, isn't it, between Eddie Howe and Bournemouth? Because mm. Bournemouth was sort of that team when they came in. It's like they didn't seem like a Premier League team, yeah. like they because they've not really been in the Premier League before the top division. Like you just don't expect mm. them to be a Premier League. But he's kept them in there for eight. Like, how many years is that? Five, yeah. five years. Well, I'm just going off the top of my head. I'm thinking of about five seasons. Yeah. Uh, that they've been in the Premier League so that's pretty good if you said that a Bournemouth fan when they came up they probably would have been like yeah that sounds like fun I'm, I'm, I'm all game mm. for that so yeah I think you can't just look at this season you have to look at the last few yeah. seasons like you said and uh, I, I think I think, you, I think you might actually be right though I think it, he fair play if he wants to take Bournemouth down there and think right I'm going to stay here and I want to bring him mm. back to the promised land of the Premier League I think that does him more harm I think that does him more harm it could do his career more harm because then if they go and get a bang average finish mid-table to lower half of the table uh, next season Mate, Stoke and Middlesbrough are battling for relegation in the championship oh, that, that says a lot doesn't it like how, how quick you can go from the promise like, obviously Middlesbrough uh, haven't really, they never really solidified themselves in the Premier League um, sorry to say mm. they, never, they were never really at that height where you could say they were a solid Premier League team, but Stoke they did they did get that one year where they got the uh, the UEFA Cup yeah, final. Not, I no, I'm speaking that. about from <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. um, I'm speaking about from currently when they came up from the Championship, they never really looked like they were going to cement their place in the league, did they? But with Stoke, Stoke were in the in the Prem for a number of years. They had a number of exciting squads and managers, and obviously they had the whole Rory the lap thing when they come up, and that was great. And it's just sad to see the decline. And if these teams aren't careful, it will happen again. And Villa, I feel like Villa are the ones who could pull it off and get out mm. of there. I feel like they've got well, the best chance. Um, yeah. And I feel like... Do you give them the best chance out of all four of them? No, I'm saying, I, in my opinion, I feel like West Ham are safe. I, I'm not really, you I, feel like I'm not worried okay. about West Ham. They've got some momentum on their side mm, now. And they? mate, they're, they're, they're playing play. good. Like, look, and sorry, just yeah. to say, a team that was sniffing around relegation a few, like, a couple of weeks ago, and have absolutely just skyrocketed since the restart. Newcastle. Yeah. Man. Well, if you if you compare to the the games I was just mentioning there about Bournemouth, mm. compare them to the West Ham's games, they're very different. 
Burnley, you can see West Ham beating yeah. Burnley at home. Then Norwich, you'd think they'd beat Norwich. Yes. And then a massive game against Watford, a fellow uh, relegation team. So you compare those, I think Bournemouth will get none out of those. I could see I could see them getting nine points out of those games. I, Honestly, I, I, I could see them beating Burnley, beating Norwich mm. and beating Watford. What I will say, I feel like if West, West Ham need nine points, West Ham get nine points, they're safe. Like, and I'm saying that's between yeah. now and the end of the season. Um, I feel like Watford... With Watford, you just don't know what Watford's going to turn up, and it and it's the same with West Ham, and I feel like it's That's the true. same with a lot of them clubs around them, man. Like Villa on their yeah. day can be quality; they can be a great football inside. They've got a number of talented players. You've got Grealish; he's being linked with United. Like, let's be honest; like they have a mm. good squad. Douglas Louise as well. Um, sorry, in the centre of that park, mate. Quality, quality player. Um, yeah, he is good, but isn't he? Again, it comes but, back um, to it, inconsistency. And that's the difference between yeah. the big boys and, say, the guys at the bottom is just that this inconsistency is just... It, it, it's mm, almost like gotta... it's almost like it's in the air down there. And if you don't break that, you'll end up like a Norwich in which Norwich really can't get a point for love or money at the moment. Yeah, they, they, they can't get anything. And you saw that even against uh, Brighton. That they had a few opportunities, but it just, it just wasn't The confidence isn't there. The confidence, you could see it nah. even in their strikers is... I don't think anyone actually knows Norwich's best team because they've got so many players <laughs> around the same ability yeah. that no one really knows. Like, I'll be honest, Todd Cantwell. I feel like if Norwich, like, I feel like if Norwich, I do think go, he's the only one who might definitely leave. I feel like he'll leave. I feel like I feel like it would be silly for Pookie to leave. I'll be honest. I don't feel because like, he could go and dominate the championship again, yeah. get his confidence back mm. up before he goes plays with Finland next year at the Euros, and yeah. because he's a championship player, he's a guy who gets sixteen odd goals. We showed he did. He was top scorer of the championship mm. the year before. And, uh, I agree with you. Like he started to cut the mustard at the start of the season, but then I think that was just a good run of games. Yeah. And uh, and what you were saying about Watford is uh, is, is is like sort of triggered in my mind. Like you, you're right. They, they they can have big wins. They showed it. They're beating Liverpool three 0 mm. and then they can go have a bang average result. And I think mm. from what from what you're saying, we're sort of on the same wavelength here. We uh, I think you agree with me when I say I think Bournemouth are down, mm. and we think and, and from what you're saying, I agree when you say West Ham. Are staying, uh, staying up. But what I will disagree with you about is I think it is between Watford and Aston Villa for that last spot. But I think Watford will get it over Villa now. Really? Yeah, I, I was just looking at the fixtures, and I think uh, I, I think Villa, that team, like you said, they can play well, but they just don't get the results. And the, and uh, Ed, I'm prepared to take a bet on it, mate. Right now, we are not promoting gambling, guys. Gambling's bad. Do it safely. <laughs> but this is a wager between two friends, Ed. Yeah. I know, I know we've said, yeah, I know we've said that we have to do a podcast in a United or Liverpool shirt. Whoever guesses um, the least amount of scores between now and the end of the season, yeah, yeah, okay. On this one, yeah, Watford go down, yeah. When we all meet up with all of the misfits, you have to do it in a United shirt, mate. And then if Villa go down, I have to do the Liverpool shirt, documented and posted. Oh mate, uh, can you imagine Lee and Manny's face if I turn up in a Liverpool (laughs) shirt? They will never. (laughs) Well, I'm just looking at the fixtures now again, and so I've got Watford. They've got Norwich uh, today, which they now has to be a must-win. But I've just realised if they don't really get it done before the last two games, they've got Man City (laughs) and then they've got Arsenal. So. uh, But I'm prepared to put my money where my mouth is. Well, Let's do it, mate. My pride where my mouth is. <laughs> Don't worry, mate. Go on, then. Why not? Right. Why not? A virtual shake a, on you. A deal's a deal, mate. Uh, a deal is a deal. <laughs> right. um, so there'll be pictures that we put up on our on our uh, pictures and videos that we put up 
on our uh, web, uh, not website, on our uh, social media pages or yeah. the other wearing one of those. So you'll have to obviously provide me that scummy t-shirt yeah, yeah. because Don't I'm not buying one. I've run out of blue roll as well, so any of the t-shirts behind you would do um, perfectly fine, mate, for me to wear. <laughs> yeah. um, Ed, just, give you the <laughs> just to finish up on um, quickly, Ed, yeah. um, obviously we always go over sort of the player of the week. I want you to, de- mm. and even as a United fan, I want you to defer away from Fernandez. Because uh, I know, I know. Okay, he, yeah, if yeah. I ask you who do you think your player has been this week, I know you're going to say Fernandez again or Greenwood. Oh, he does. He does constantly yeah. impress me, uh, Fernandez. And uh, I take sound like Harry Redknapp. Yeah. He's a top, top, terrific player. That I say cut cut the table in half. Yeah, go I say on, talk about mm-hmm. a player in which you think has been instrumental to the guys around the bottom of the table. Around the bottom of the mm-hmm. table. Yeah, okay, that's, 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 that's an interesting one with that one. I'll tell you what I, I am a, a, a fan of who I think who, who's turned up from quite a lot this this Well, Jack Grealish is the obvious yeah. answer. He's probably the, one of the best down there. But looking at West Ham, uh, recently since the comeback, I think Antonio's been uh, been a top player for them. He's been for them the last few seasons. Mm-hmm. He's popped up with a few important goals. So I, 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 li- I like him as, as a player. But the best player of the lower clubs... Is uh, is Jack Grealish? Uh, the, regardless of what Graham Sooners was saying about, um, Mate, I'm at saying the where point he doesn't now. get the ball off right. quick enough. He, he literally said he was just like, yeah, can't hack it, doesn't create enough chances. Kids second in the league yeah. in chances at Villa, at Villa. And the thing is, like, if he is playing with uh, better players, as it was, I think Heskey was touching about. Uh, it, it would it would be different because he would have better options and I still think I don't think it changes game I still think he'd be the Jack Grealish that gets the ball and runs but if, if you see him like let's put him in United because he's linked with United if you put him in that United team I reckon he could do bits he, yeah, he, he's really like yeah, he would be an absolute uh, top player for them, I think. Uh he he'd solidify himself as as a as a regular England player. And uh, as you said, like he's second top in in, in uh, creating chances just behind probably arguably the best player in the league this season, Kevin De Bruyne. So yeah. I, I don't mind Graham Sooners, but um I know you're not a fan of him, but I, I think that was a bad. <laughs> I mean that's a that's a big understatement. I'll keep it PG for now and I won't <laughs> say too much, but I just feel like like yeah. we've touched on before. Um, just very quickly on the sooner subject, um, it's just mm. when you get on England players' backs, you've seen it happen. We nearly ruined Raheem Sterling, man, and I've said it before. We nearly like yeah. him moving to City. I know it obviously hurt you at the time, but I think him moving to City, he had to do it. He really had to do it. Yeah, it was the right guy that's under Pep. Yeah, as well. it, it's, exactly. It's and I feel like with a lot of these like pundits, is they get on these players so much, and like obviously Ed, me and you are two guys. <laughs> just chatting about football man when it's viewed by millions they're going to see that on a much bigger scale it's going to it's going to knock their confidence like it doesn't matter how sort of tough skin you think you are and you're like you're like yeah I can take it on the chin I can take it on the chin but it, as these things are consistently mm. said obviously it's going to take its effect on you man and like yeah. that's why I, I do agree I would say Grealish is yeah he, he does have areas to improve I Obviously, because De Bruyne is the top of that list, and De Bruyne was someone. If you're an attacking midfielder and you want to aim to be at the top of your game, look at KDB. Yeah, but yeah, one yeah, yeah. one player who I think has been instrumental, and it was very hard for me because I was like, I was looking at Grealish. Um, since the restart for me, Almiron and Sam Maximan have been unbelievable. Yeah. Well. If we're talking Newcastle as a whole, but yeah, mm. them two players. Uh, oh, I'll let you go on to talk about what, why, what, what you think. But yeah, I completely agree with you. Like Sam Maximum, mm. especially, he could play for a, uh, a bigger club. Mm. Not saying Newcastle aren't a big club, but he could play 
like Champions League, yeah. uh, Europa League level football. Oh, man, I, I, I do completely agree. Obviously, the guy's got a lot of stick. He, he's very, um, I don't want to say over the top, but he, he's very expressive and obviously he wears his whole Gucci headband. And the thing is, like, that's, that's his thing. Everyone has their thing. Like, think about, I'm not obviously comparing them, but think about when Ronaldo first came to United. He had the whole, like, the curly perm hair and the blonde bits in it. But that's what these young guys are like. They, they, a lot of the time they think it's shown off. But you've got to kind of have your image and the player that you are. You would, you want to seat yourself away from the pack, don't you? And well, I think it's cool. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then obviously you got Almiron, mate. He got a lot of stick for a lot of time there. At, Santiago Munoz. Yeah, too, mate. You know? I saw, I saw that tweet the other day. It's just like Almiron since it, Almiron since the restart. Yeah. It was just a picture of, it's a picture of Santiago Munoz in the, um, yeah, the film yeah. goal. But mate. I feel like film. exciting times for Newcastle as well to finish up on, man. Exciting yeah. times. If I was to pick one of them, Especially if they get that I'd pick. Uh, I'd probably mm. go Almiron. And the reason I'd probably go yeah. Almiron because Sam Maxman, he does all the skills and he does all the fancy stuff and he gets the ball in the box. But in terms of kind of a player to come over from South America, obviously like Almiron has, he played in the MLS. It's mm. not as physical of a, a league as the Premier League is, let's be honest. And yeah. it took. Well, it was unheard of, yeah. wasn't it? Like, I'd never heard yeah. of him. Mate, he was. Um, I believe he was at. Was it Atlanta? He was at. I believe he was at Atlanta United. Don't quote me on it. Um, but yeah, like they were a good team. They are a good team, and they've got. Like I said, completely different exactly. world, isn't it? Like, he, he had that time League, to adapt, so. and now he's kind of. Yeah. He's he's got a lot more grit about his game. He isn't trying to play mm. like he's in the MLS. He's. He's doing the nasty things. He's doing he's doing the dirty work, man. And someone like Steve yeah. Bruce, he'll bring that out of players, especially when they're in a relegation battle. And I feel like, although Brucey gets a lot of stick, and they're like, oh, if they get taken over, get rid of Brucey. Yeah, but yeah. the guy's oh, done yeah, a job yeah, there, yeah, man. I think that could be hard, because he's shown, he's done exactly what Rafa's done. Like, and Rafa, Rafa like, took a team who looked average to a mid-table, like top-table spot, and that's exactly what Bruce has done. And I tell you what, I, I, I credit Newcastle because they haven't had much money to spend, but they have like great I know, seasons. I know they spent great, forty uh, million on John Linton, but like, yeah, that's that's the only one. Because and to be fair, that has been poor. But but do you know what I will I'm say? Sorry, players. quickly on that Ed, is Go on, I'd yeah. like to actually say something about Dwight Gale because Dwight Gale, he was the yeah. forgotten man there. And he's come back and he's almost kind of, he's scoring some important goals for them since the restart. Mm. Well, they're saying that him and Andy Carroll complement uh, each other quite yeah. well because Andy Carroll's like the big man, mm. he's the guy who can run off Andy Carroll. So it's, uh, I, think, I think they should maybe like give that little duo a bit yeah. more of uh, game time together. Well, like Joe they're Linden, safe. They haven't got much to lose between now and the end of the season. I feel yeah, like this yeah, is going to yeah. be the time where Brucey kind of, he, he uses a few mm. different ideas. But Ed, I think that's a, Great place to wrap it up yeah. today, man. Obviously, we can keep. You know, I just want to say, I just want to put it out there that I, before this, yeah. I actually wanted Aston Villa to stay up over Watford. I, <laughs> I, I thought Watford were going to stay up, but I wanted Villa to stay. Up. So now I suddenly am a, a, suddenly a Watford fan for the rest of the season for my pride. But just but... remember, they were the team that stopped your unbeaten run, mate. So you are now supporting yeah, the team that did, stopped yeah. Liverpool's unbeaten <laughs> run, man. God, I've walked in that. Ed, it's been a ah. pleasure as always, man. Um, guys, Cheers, like Del. I always say. Check our socials in our description. Um, give this video a share and a like. It makes a massive help for us. Ed, top man. Thank you as always. Take care, bud. Cheers, Dale. Thanks.